All right. Good afternoon, folks. We are back with another afternoon episode, number 174 of the Fantasy Timeline. Proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'll be your host today, Drew, at dr underscore pra. Keep wanting to put that stupid underscore first. Uh, <laughs> joined by uh, my better half here, uh, Bill at SupaDupaFlex. Bill, how are you recovering from the holidays? Oh, good. I definitely put a couple pounds on. That's for sure. As um, you should. Yeah, yeah. So back on it. Just got back on it on Monday. So we're uh, eating healthier again and, uh, you know, getting back to uh, the treadmill and things like that. So nice. Um, a lot of football, um, you know, it was a bad week for both of us, uh, for our NFL mm. teams, but, um, you know, it, it was, it was still, I like how it was all spread out, you know, like we had football pretty much every day and, um, you know, I, I like the six games early and then the four games late on Sunday. Like, yeah. I don't know why they don't, they don't do a better job of that, you know, throughout yeah. the season because it just balances things out a little bit better, but. It is nice. It's it's like how Thanksgiving should go, right? Like you should have your food kind of spread out over a few days. There you enjoy go. Enjoy the time, uh, not get overloaded. And then having the Friday game was definitely a, an interesting twist this year to see a random afternoon, uh, some notifications pop up there. Um, but yeah, outside of that, how did uh, how did your fantasy weekend go? I know we'll we'll kind of dive into our individual teams here in a bit. Yeah, overall it went pretty well. It went pretty well. Um, you know, kind of in that same, uh, you know, range of wins and losses. Uh, I got back uh, from my losing week before. So, you know, it was uh, one, two thirds of the matches and most of the ones that I wanted to win. So, um, yeah, pretty good. Uh, stayed undefeated in one league. Um, mm-hmm. Still, uh, I was going up against you and, you um, uh, squeak that out. I was pretty nervous. It looked like I was going to lose for a while there, but uh, yeah, I got a, I got a bone to pick with this three wide receiver nonsense. I, I, I didn't activate Kyron Williams till late and I couldn't figure out who I wanted to sub him in for, for my running backs. <laughs> so we ended up on the bench and, uh, lo and behold, that, that was a difference. Uh, that was, a, that was a major part of the difference. Yep. So, uh, this week I've got it rearranged, but, um, that was kind of the the pain of having, I guess, if you're going to say kind of the, the downside of having these games all spread out was you had to make some choices earlier in the week too, which yep. hopefully um, folks didn't get bit too bad by that, which fortunately in this league, we talked about it last week, you know, you, you've got the last couple of playoff spots reserved for some high point scores. So um, fortunately I'm still in contention there, uh, but yeah, you uh, keep a, a clean sheet going. And yeah, I was really, uh, you start off hot, I think on Thursday, Friday, uh, with a couple of the guys you had going, and you were up 100, 100 to nothing with the first score I looked at, I think, Thursday night, and I was like, okay, we're just turning this off. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, you know the league that you made a couple trades last weekend, and it uh, looks like things are still rolling there. But as far as, um, as, far as real football, uh, yeah, it was a little tough to watch that Packers game on Thursday. Uh, anything that stood out to you there with either the Packers or the Lions that, um, that you kind of taking stock of as you move forward? So sadly, I didn't watch uh, all of it just because uh, we were visiting uh, someone for Thanksgiving dinner. So I had to had to leave in the middle of the game and only caught like the last 10 minutes. So I caught the first 10, last 10. Um, gotcha. But uh, I did watch the uh, condensed game. And yeah, I mean, Detroit's defense is starting to look a little weaker. Um which is actually probably really good for fantasy. Um, so sure. um, I think that that's probably like, I'm fine starting all of the Detroit players and I'm, I'm looking to play players up, going up against the past D. Um, yeah. Uh, particularly, um, you know, more of the X wide receiver, um, which like Watson, um, the guy that, covers him is just uh you know he's a fill-in because of injuries and just uh, he started off really well and just i think people started to realize what his weaknesses are so uh any sort of physical bat uh wide receiver probably is going to have a a field day against him so um i mean watson looked i mean they knew what they were doing they were just we're going to watson and um first play of the game was like a 50 yard completion so um yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. What Love looked pretty, on, uh, yeah, yeah. Love looked pretty solid. Um, granted, um, if I'm downgrading the Lions' defense, um, you know, I I don't know how much I can put um, into that. He he seems to do pretty well against bad defenses, and I think he'll probably struggle against good defenses. So, you know, like this week, I'm not sure. Like, I don't have him. At, I have him in a few leagues, and he's not starting. If I have decent alternatives, uh, like I'm starting Baker over him. Interesting. Um, okay. So, is that like, more based on matchup or what you truly think about the talent between the two? Well, I mean, I would rather love than Baker. I think, but um, I think it's the matchup. Um, gotcha. I mean, they they play the Chiefs this week. Um, so, uh, Green Bay does. So I, I'm, not, I'm a little more nervous starting him against like a, a good defense like that. Yeah. Um, but they are at home. So we'll see. I mean, that's probably going to be a bad call. Uh, you know, we, we, you know how you were saying that about the matchups and trying to play the right players. Like last week I didn't play Zay, Zay Jones and I played Chris mm. Godwin, which cost me a, a matchup. So, um, that that's is a tough bad call thing. to make. Yeah, yeah. Zay Jones was questionable or, yeah. At best, Something right? Like that. Yeah. So, yeah. but and Ridley still dominated that game too. So, yeah, it was hard to to see there. But uh, it, it was interesting. I don't know if you saw anywhere. Um, you know, of course, everybody's just trying to get some clicks and and get conversation started. But somebody put a comparison of Jordan Love's first. I forget how many like formally started games up against. Aaron Rodgers, you know, for the same number of games and their stats are eerily similar with hmm. win loss record. I maybe might be their first 11 full starts or something like that. So it's not a huge okay. sample size, yeah. but I think they were both like five and six for the record. And they both had a certain, like a very similar number of pass yards or touchdowns and fantasy points. So I think people are, you know, maybe trying to see if there's any kind of glimmer of, of hope there, you know, did, do the Packers really know what they're doing with the whole get a rookie quarterback, make them sit for a few years and then see what happens. But, um, I still don't think that Love's going to be the next version of Rodgers or, or Favre, but um, maybe he's a little bit better than I, I was giving him credit for at the beginning of the year when I thought the first two or three games were really a fluke. Yeah, I, and I think that, like, you know, I don't think the Lions are, like, a perfect, uh, you know, or anything you take too much away because the Lions are struggling getting any pressure. And so if he's playing against uh, teams that can get to the quarterback, um, I think that's where we see – where are the differences between love and Rogers, you know, like yeah. love's going to get a little more scattered, I think. And um, I mean, maybe it's just a matchup thing, you know, where you just got to look at those things yeah. before you start a player like that. And until he starts to prove that, you know, he's more comfortable in the, all the situations. Um, but I mean, I feel like he's better than, you know, it's kind of been the ebb and flow of him this season where it's yeah. like, oh, you know, maybe there is something there early on. Then you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is, yep. he is who he's looking he rough. <laughs> and then the last few games, he's looked like he's a little bit more comfortable. And um, so I don't, I really don't even know what to do with him moving forward. Um, I don't think there's too many people that are looking to trade for him right now. And so I think his value, it's almost like a guy I'm just going to hold until um, yep. the off season and, you know, maybe people get excited because Green Bay adds somebody or they feel better with him starting in his second year if Green Bay doesn't add, like, another quarterback, you know. That's the biggest thing. So, um, But I think he's pretty safe for next season. I would think so. And um, I, I think Green Bay is kind of another one of those franchises. We talked about kind of pivoting to another quarterback, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of joking about, you know, Kenny Pickett, right? Um, you know, the organization that Green Bay tends to be, you know, pretty, pretty loyal, I guess, or hang on to some of their players longer term, kind of the culture they've built there. Um, but uh, yeah, so we talked about Kenny Pickett a little bit last week and he had a, he had a pretty mediocre game at best. So nothing to really, you know, throw him out there on the trade block and hope you can get a whole lot back. So, uh, but interesting to see, you know, he, he did end up putting up, I forget what it was, one touchdown, one interception, something like that. Um, yeah, 270 yards or something like that. And, um, yeah, I guess it was just the matchup with Cincinnati, um, how they play the two two deep safeties most of the game. And um, that just opens everything up in the middle, which is why Friermuth had a big game. And, you know, so – and with the new scheme, they didn't – Cincinnati didn't have a chance to kind of f- have an idea well, of what they're doing. Yeah, so, like, there's the, the element of surprise that – you know, Pittsburgh had that they won't have going forward. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm still, 
those kind of guys is, are just guys you hold hold and hope for the best at this point because you're not going to get anything for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So between, uh, you know, I, I get asked you the gap between a couple of quarterbacks last week. So between like a, a Baker and a Love, like would you move Baker to get Love back and add a little bit of something? If so, what would it be? I probably would just with the hope. Uh, I'm not sure Baker's ever going to be long-term for anybody because, um, I mean, I think he's – potentially safe next year, but I was reading um, on the athletic today, uh, Dane Brugler's first mock draft. And right now, I guess uh, Tampa's seventh overall and he has them picking a quarterback. So interesting. um, You know, it's just one of those things where Mayfield's probably going to be like whom uh, Gardner Minshew plus, you know what I mean? Like he's just that the guy before Gardner that's going to get taken by a team to, uh, to kind of be their bridge. Um, I think that's kind of what his career arc will be. Um, so I would probably pay something on top of Gardner or of Gardner of, uh, Baker for, um, for love, like what Baker in a second or something like that. Is that, I think I'd be comfortable with that. I mean, I would start, I would certainly start a little lower, maybe Baker in a third or Baker in like a, a young, young wide receiver that maybe somebody thinks has a, a chance to pop a little bit. Um, so, you know, maybe like a Baker and a, a, a Mims or something like Marvin Mims or something like that to start and see if somebody would be uh, interested in doing that, getting a couple pieces back. Um, but yeah, Jordan Love is a, he's an interesting guy. I'm kind of getting to the place where if, if people are going to be kind of lukewarm on him, I, I might send a, a few offers out and see what comes back. You were mentioning before the show that, you're kind of getting to this part of the season where you just start firing some offers out to see, see what you can, uh, you know, hit on and see what'll come back to you. So he's one that I would definitely be interested in. I, I have to start him this week in a couple of leagues because of bye weeks. Uh, I think in one league I've got Allen and Mahomes, and I so I'll be starting him and Mahomes together, and hopefully, hoping it's a shootout in Lambeau. But uh, we'll see what happens there. But um, but yeah, I think he's a guy that I'd be I'd be curious to kick the tires on a little bit, who could really have some. Uh, a little bit more upside. You know, I think about him and, uh, you know, kind of Daniel Jones and they're like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they're the guy, maybe they're not, but you know, of course Jones got his contract. So, you know, what, what would it take for love next year to maybe get a contract extension or something that would solidify him in green Bay for a little bit. And like you said, if they start to draft a little bit differently around him uh, between, you know, between dubs and, and Watson. Um, and then certainly they they're excited about at least one of their tight ends there. Uh, you know, add a decent running back, perhaps, and you have an offense that could at least put up some points each week. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Anybody else that you're thinking about as we're seeing toward tapering off in the season here that you want to kick the kick the tires on a bit and maybe take a, a little bit of a more serious shot at um, adding and maybe making a little bit of a larger bet on? Yeah, I mean, there's nobody I'm really going hard after. I wouldn't mind adding some Musgrave just because he's hurt now. Um, and I, I like feel that. like he, he's looked pretty solid. Um, I wonder, I also think about like, these are all for tight end premium. I'm not going to go out of my way to get anybody if it's not, you know, a decent premium. Um, but I almost feel like going after Musgrave, going after Michael Mayer, um, who I feel like mm-hmm. he's kind of been that fourth fiddle a little bit, um, you know, where people aren't quite as excited about him. He hasn't shown like the other ones, although he has shown and he looks competent. And I think that for tight ends, that's really all you're looking for as a, as a rookie. Um, And that offense is just a cluster. So it's like, you know, with quarterbacks, with uh, the coaching change, like just so much going wrong um, that like, he's somebody I I think I might try to make some offers. Um, you know, at this point, um, maybe I like that. Um, quarterback wise, I, I I think that Cousins is somebody I, I might be interested in trying to add. Um, if I don't need a quarterback, maybe I can move somebody like Baker um, if the team needs a quarterback. Um, yeah. I made that trade in our league in Superflex Army too. I sent I sent Rocky Kirk Cousins for Baker straight up, and I, I kind of felt mad about it but um yeah I, I he caught me on a bye week as well i think so i needed a quarterback and it's going to be what it's going to be at this point oh yeah and sometimes you just make those moves because it's going to help you this this year and and so like i think the problem is like we were talking about how earlier in the year i had checked to see where my teams were and then 
I just did it again this uh, this after this week, and 14 of my 17 teams are in the playoffs at this point. Um, one Thank potentially you. can still make it, but it's unlikely, and then the other two are not. So adding those types of um, you know the players on IR or the underperforming guys, like those are the teams I'm kind of thinking about doing that with, unless I have like a uh, you know like an overabundance of a particular yeah. position. Um, which typically I do like have an overabundance of some positions. So um, usually really the, the injured guys or the underperforming guys are the guys I'm players. I'm thinking about trying to add right now. Cause anybody that's kind of, you know, like doing really well at the moment, people just want the world for, um, for those players traditionally. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, like is Walker, there, is Walker's a guy I have on a couple of teams. I'm I'm trying to move um, to some teams who are maybe in rebuild, um, just that want to get rid of older players that can help me for my contending teams. Um, but a lot of them don't want to add running backs, so it's like this quandary yeah, with uh, um, you know having a young running back, but he's beat up so. Yeah, it's tough. I think a lot of people have kind of gotten on that um, idea that you draft your running backs, right? Or you pick up the the late, the later guys that, you know, are, are one event away from getting a chance. You know, the folks that hung on to Zach Moss this year, they're going to get rewarded again, probably. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens with Jonathan Taylor there. And if he truly comes back in two to three weeks after their buy, or if, uh, you know, we had talked about early on in the season, well, is this just like another one of those, okay, well, I guess I'm going to pack it in and did he play? I don't. I don't even know. Did he play enough games to get paid and count this year as like an active year? Well, I think if you're injured, it's different. So you don't yeah. have to play the certain amount of games. Um, so yeah, I think he's. You're talking about uh, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, that only mattered for if they didn't re-sign him. So now that they re-signed him, he's a okay. That would have been just so so he didn't have have to uh, be. Um, Franchise next year. Franchised again, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah, so Zach Moss is primed again to, you know, if he, if the trend continues, put up 15, 20 points for the next, uh, for this week. And then they have a bye next week. And then we'll see if, you know, again, if Taylor's truly ready in in a a week after that, or if, you know, they split again, kind of 50 50. And even when they split the first week or two that Taylor was back, Moss was playable as a flex for sure. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, I, I like a couple of those names that you put out there. I think some of the younger tight ends, right? You know, if people are getting a little put off by the situation in Vegas and you want to take on some of that risk, you can really get a discount there. I mean, that sit on those guys and, uh, you know, take what you can. And it's it's wild because we're seeing so many of these younger tight ends that are producing so much sooner. And as long as you see that, you know, historically the data says the sooner they produce, the better they're going to be, right? Right. So you know, Mayer had two or three games where he definitely showed up not only in the box score, but, you know, for those of you that are watching a little bit, and I guess, you know, the way he's participating in the offense looked promising. Uh, and it certainly took him at a point in the draft where they would expect him to be, you know, uh, a significant part of that offense somewhere down the road. But um, let's, uh, I, I know we talked about your Lions for a little bit. Uh, I, I too missed most of the Bills game because I was driving to Atlanta that night. Um, you know, certainly very disappointed as I was looking at the box where when I arrived uh, at my destination in the evening, uh, another, another exciting game that the Bills get to be on the wrong end of, you know, Josh Allen goes to 0-6 all-time in overtime uh, games, which is, uh, you know, it's, that's a tough, tough one to swallow. Uh, I guess the silver lining here when I look back, I was talking to a buddy of mine that, um, you know, did watch the game. You know, he, he said, uh, you know, it looked like Josh Allen was uh, back to being one of the better versions of himself this game, which is encouraging to hear. So if you've got him on your teams for the playoff run, hopefully that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, anything from that game, you know, certainly the Eagles, you know, Hurts, the, the videos kill me, but you have to respect it as a sports fan, you know, watching Hurts and Kelsey, um, you know, as they looked on when Jake Elliott hit the game tying field goal and just, okay, back to the office, let's go. Uh, let's finish this thing up, right? Um, you know, it's, it's pretty wild to see, you know, the Eagles seem legit this year again, you know, poised to make, and this is without Dallas Goddard. This is without, um, you know, being at full strength. So, uh, anything from that game that you're, you're taking away or that you're, uh, 
you know. Yeah, I, I agree with your uh, your uh, friend that was saying that about Josh. He looked like, I mean, he looked like he was the best player on the field, and um, he was being aggressive. Um, so, I mean, there is some good things, and, and maybe that's a change in the coordinator too. Who's to say how much mm-hmm. of that um, he's more comfortable in this? And um, you know, I don't know, but. He did look good. Uh, I mean, Diggs is still a little concerned. Like, it seems like he's not getting um, – He's maybe he's getting bracketed. I don't know. Um, Gabe Davis got a decent amount of targets. There was just an option route in overtime that, you know, Gabe yeah. went one way, and, I mean, I that would have been the, the wins. So uh, just yeah. uh, a mis, misread by one of them, um, and I'm pretty sure it was probably on Gabe. Uh, but regardless um, – yeah. You know, that's just a, it was a great play. Just, you know, one little mishap. So, um, yeah, I mean, as for Philly, they, I mean, they've not really played exceptionally well or like a complete game that I've seen yet. So that's the scary part that they're beating all the good teams and they still haven't played their best. So yeah. uh, they changed both coordinators, you know, because both of them got head coaching jobs. So, um, I mean, I'm sure that's part of the reason why there's some, you know, yeah. maybe struggles or inconsistencies. But, uh, yeah, that team looks – I mean, their defense isn't looking as good as they did. Uh, but uh, it just feels like there's so many ways for them to win. Yeah. It doesn't matter is what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see what happens in the playoffs because who's to say San Francisco does just doesn't do yep. something against them, or maybe Dallas catches fire or something. But um, it feels like it's they're the team of destiny this year. It it is uh, yeah. It's been impressive, and it, you know it almost you almost if if I'm Philly, I almost feel better that I lost to the Jets when I did, and just okay, we were mortal. We got we got that out of the way. Yeah, and now let's lock it in for the rest of the season versus just you know having that mental overhang of okay we're we're the undefeated best we got to keep yeah. trying to win as opposed to yeah. working on our game and yep. yeah yeah so uh, as as a, a very very aspirational playoff hopeful team you know I would have preferred to have seen them with something like an undefeated season on the line to be able to mess with them a little bit um, I got so many messages from. Uh, Niner fans and a couple of other teams just like, you know, what, what happened? We were hoping, you know, everybody was a Bills fan, it seems like this weekend. And, oh, yeah. And we let you all down. So we'll uh, we'll hopefully take take the buy well here. I think if we run the table, however likely or unlikely that is, there's still uh, a decent mathematical chance we make it in um, into the playoffs with the 17 format. But, um, you know, certainly have our work cut out with us with Dallas, Miami again, a couple of other tough teams. So, but, you know, if Allen can put up similar kind of numbers and, you know, that's only going to be good for for teams that have Diggs, Kincaid. If you have Gabe Davis, you know, boom, bust, he could still hit a couple big weeks for you. And that's what the playoffs are about, right, as we're approaching that. It's any given Sunday now, so just make it in. Um, at this point, I think most of our teams, if we're, if we're trying to make the playoffs, we're trying as hard as we can, right? I don't think there's too many scenarios where we're going to say, okay, if, I'm, if I have a chance, I, I want to pack it in at this point. Right. So. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I made that decision in one league, but um, that's just because I like to uh, self uh, sabotage. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time. I like even just listening to like more of the national podcasts, like how many, um, how many leagues have, um, you know, the seven and five to five and seven and um, fantasy. It's like this year feels like the most uh, parody, yep. uh, you know, in many years. And um, yeah, so we'll see everybody. It's it's kind of like it feels like there's less trades this year compared to normal for me. Um, okay. Not for me particular, but like in, in, in my leagues. And okay. um, it might be that there's just so many teams that are, are kind of frozen um, they don't really know how to what to do um, just because they're still, you know, in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Yeah, the team um, – so the Redraft League, so when we had Noah on a few weeks ago, you know, that he commissions there, uh, I'm currently in second place at 7-5, and five, and the first place team is 8-4. and four. 
but I have a they have a better record, but I've got more points. And and we've got uh, you know three of us, three of the ten of us are locked in that seven and four, eight and five range, and then we've got four more teams that are six and six behind us, which is crazy. So the next wow. two weeks are going to be huge for you know kind of the shuffling around and stuff, and that's definitely see that in a few different leagues as well. Um, so unless you happen to be in you know Superflex Army two here and you've got an undefeated team. Is that your only undefeated team or do you have any others that are? Yeah, that's my only one. Okay. Uh, yeah. A couple of my other ones uh, had a, a few rough weeks. Yeah. So we've got, you know, I'm looking at the uh, super flex army league and best team. There's 11 and one. And then you and another guy are 10 and two, uh, the OG league. We've got, uh, you know, Lynn, Lindsay took another L this week. Uh, so we've got a couple of 10 and two teams there. Uh, but yeah, the whole, the top six, Seems like there's a pretty good drop off there, so it feels like. Uh, remind me in OG, what's the playoff setup there? As far as is it straight record or is it? Uh, uh, it's top points? four, and then two okay. the final two top scorers. Okay, so there, it looks like uh, <laughs> it looks like Larry might make the Larry Monkey might make the playoffs in this league based on his scoring, even though yeah. he's the number seven team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even there we have the top six where you know Justin at run DFF, he's kind of rounding out the top six at seven and five. And there's a drop off to Larry at four and eight, but um, definitely some mixed bags of records because some of these weeks have just been wild with the, the, the guys that have gone off here. So see here, we got a awesome. We got a Dylan Fink here with a quick question. Uh, so let's see. Oh, I love that. Appreciate you subscribing and liking. So no, this is definitely not just dynasty. Uh, so feel free if you got anything you want to throw in the chat, Dylan, feel free to put that in there. We'd love to, uh, share whatever thoughts we can help you out a little bit if possible, or at least give you some, some things to think about before, whether you, uh, have some trades coming up or you have uh, a start sit idea here, we can always pass a start sit on to Josh as well, since that seems to be kind of his, <laughs> his purview, but yeah, appreciate you joining us. And yeah, anything you got there by all means, we're going to keep going here until you put something in there, but drop whatever you got. Um, while we're waiting to see if Dylan adds anything, uh, saw news this afternoon, a couple of guys coming back from IR. So some interesting, uh, you have Justin Jefferson, who I think a lot of us have been waiting on to see when they would open up the 21 day period, get him back to the team, which it makes sense, you know, waiting till after their buy. So I'm very excited in multiple leagues to get him back. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of my average scores in a few leagues and I'm just wondering like, where is this gap coming from? I had a better team and then I scroll down and realize. Justin Jefferson sitting on IR and I, I'm hoping that that's going to be uh, a boost. Although, you know, Josh Dobbs, I think finally, you know, flashed a little bit of his pumpkin side this week. Uh, anything there that you felt was a, a standout or anything that you want to be looking ahead to? I think a lot of us were very, very pleased with Josh Dobbs as our QB two in a lot of leagues this year. Uh, are you super concerned after watching this past week or do you feel like, you know, he can bounce back and the Vikings will kind of put it together after the bye week. Yeah, it's a tough one because, like, the comments from Kevin O'Connell was kind of about, you know, he doesn't have a grasp of the offense quite yet, just the feel of it. And, like, it feels like a lot of his plays are not sticking to uh, the script kind of thing. You know, he's, mm -hmm. like, kind of, all right, I'm going to tuck it and run kind of thing. And, um I'm not sure how that's going to fly. I mean, fortunately they have the bye this week, so it's, I'm sure he can catch up even more. So I can, I kind of feel like he's still going to be the quarterback moving forward, but a lot of people are starting to throw out there that Mullins um, or uh, was it Jalen, Jaron Hall? Um, yeah. That one of those two guys might pop back in a starter, but I think at this point he shows that he has, you know, that, scrambling ability that you know you're not going to get with Mullins I mean Mullins can run a little bit but he's not yeah. like Dobbs has and um if given him actually a week and a half or two to kind yeah. of you know get things more dialed in um I feel okay uh moving forward I mean they're still in the playoff hunt so uh, yeah. I have to imagine they feel he's giving gonna give them the best chance to win um and I think so I think so. And you add Justin Jefferson back to that with what Jordan, with Addison has done so far and you have Hawkinson. So I think you're going to give him another elite weapon and we've seen the best of Nick Mullins, right? We've seen the best of him in what seems to be a quarterback friendly system in San yeah, Francisco. In San um, so you know what you're going to get there. 
uh, and we've seen the best of Josh Dobbs in, in multiple scenarios this year. And I think you, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm do you want to throw in a fifth round or sixth round rookie or whatever he was right. uh, when you're in a playoff hunt? I, I think you have to go with the vet. So um, yeah, I agree. Let's uh, so Dylan did throw a question in here. So the first one is a uh, start sit. He also has a trade one. Feel free to throw whatever you got. Um, first one is a defense start sit question. Rams defense versus Cleveland with uh, presumably Joe Flacco starting or the Chargers defense uh, against New England and whomever they start at quarterback. Uh, that's a good one. I uh, my my first is I, I think I go Chargers here. I think um, pass rush they've got go after whoever they have at quarterback. Um, so I, for me, it would be uh, I'm taking um, yeah, I'm taking the charges in that in that one for me, I think. Do you have a, a strong feeling one way or the other here? I mean, I feel like the Rams D is better than the Chargers. Um, the Chargers kind of get lit up. Um, but I don't like like you said in the comment, um, who do they even start at quarterback and you feel good? I mean, if Zappy starts, I would be less I might think about starting the Rams. Um Okay. Because the Charger Zappy's a little bit more aggressive uh, downfield, so like that seems to be kind of what the Chargers' uh, weakness is. So, uh, but if I were picking today, um, yeah, I'd probably be going the Chargers. Okay, yeah. So keep an eye on that, uh, Dylan, as far as who ends up starting there, and see what what happens. But yeah, I mean, you've got two decent options. I don't think it, it'll be a, a big gap between the two of them unless there's some sort of a a fluke play or, you know, blocked kick or something that might score big for your, your scoring settings. And then the, the trade question regarding CJ Stroud got an offer for my man, Lamar. Uh, I know he hasn't been consistent, but I'm from Baltimore. So he's got my trust. Yep. Uh, he's also got some big games against a few teams here that are coming up. So uh, the trade would be uh, Stroud read reader downs and uh, Kareem hunt for Lamar flowers and Russ Wilson. Um, currently don't have a backup for Stroud, so I get my backup in the deal. Houston also just lost another big OL. Uh, yeah, so for, for redraft here, I mean, I, for me, some of this depends on if you're looking for, um, I mean, it's hard to even say ceiling because Stroud had huge game a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, Lamar seems to be, you know, obviously has a reputation for running a little bit more, but Stroud has been able to use his legs more to extend plays and then take deep shots, which has been fun to watch. Uh, I'm not too worried about the backup. Uh, I'm assuming this is since we're, I'm assuming we're in a one QB league here. Um, so I'm not too, too worried about the backups unless you really want to solidify something for the playoff run. Um, Russ has been fine, but I'm guessing you could probably find somebody similar on the waivers. Um, so yeah, I, if you love if you love Lamar, uh, I'm not a huge Zay Flowers guy, but if you get um, get Lamar and I would probably keep Lamar and Flowers in this case. But I don't know, Bill. What are your thoughts here between the two for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think it's pretty close. So I mean, if you want to get Lamar and Flowers because you're a Baltimore fan, I say do it. Um, I'm not saying that there's a win one way or the other because I think Reader Downs is pretty close. I mean, I would give up Reed before downs, I think, um, you know, in that, if I was giving up Stroud, one of those wide receivers and hunt, um, flowers and downs to me are kind of a wash. Um, so yeah. it'd just be Lamar and Ross for Stroud and hunt. And I think that's pretty, pretty reasonable. And if you think, if you like Ross better than anything that's on the, uh, uh on the waivers and they do have a pretty good schedule, I believe, uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, what the hell? Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, it, you know, your team better, you know, your league better, um, and all those situations. So, uh, but I don't think it's unfair by any means. Yeah. So I, I think as I'm reading this, you, uh, Dylan, you have Lamar, right? You have him already. So it's, do you want to get Stroud? Oh, yeah. Well, regardless. Well, it sounds like, no, because he'd be getting his backup. So he'd be getting oh, his backup right, right. in the deal. So yeah. he'd be getting a Lamar side. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you like him and, and you you want to root for him, yeah, I, I agree. I think I I probably lean toward the Lamar side. 
by by a little bit. So if you need another, like, if do you need a, a, another depth running back? Because that's all really Kareem Hunt is right now. It's not like he's going to be a starter for you. So if you're feeling multiple, um, if you're okay without Hunt, which I would hope you are, then I think that's a fine, fine uh, package to give away to get Lamar. And I guess the question is, like, maybe we can break this down a little bit more. Would you move, get rid of Reed or Downs? Uh, I would get rid of probably Reed. I, for me, those two are tough because, I mean, any given week it could be – I'm assuming we're talking about Jaden Reed here, right? Yeah, that's what I'm I'm guessing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I think I would probably prefer to keep downs. He's shown a little bit more this year. Um, I mean, they both have – they both hit, run similar amount of routes. Um, their snap share is very similar. I was just looking it up today. Um, and then Reed just has, in my opinion – one more wide receiver to deal with than downs like down. It's just downs and Pittman. Yeah. Whereas. Um, yeah. Especially now with Jonathan Taylor out for a couple of weeks, probably. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would, I would want to hold on to downs. So if you can send Stroud Reed and hunt and get Lamar and those guys back, I feel good about that. 12 man PPR Stroud. Okay. Uh, any kind of tight end premium is is it uh, just a regular PPR for tight end as well? Ooh, lost Andrews and Richardson. Yeah, that's tough. Um, okay, I mean, so I, his his team is um, Stroud, uh, quarterback, but he's looking to maybe add. Uh, yeah, Lamar uh, and Russ. Yeah, Russ and uh, Lamar. And he's got Pollard, James Cook, Mixon, uh, Herbert, Hunt, and Spears. And wide receiver, Diggs, Ayuk, Hollywood, uh, Downs, Reed, and then McBride at tight end. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with McBride as my tight end. Um, You know, if you make that move for the quarterback, I feel pretty good about that. Um, Running back, I'm fine with Mixon, to be honest. Um, Yep. Like he's just yep. going to be a, a high volume, inefficient guy. Um, you just hope. Yep. I mean, the the offense didn't look ridiculously bad with uh, is it Browning? Um, yeah. As quarterback, so like I think he can still get some get his. Um, so I'm fine with Pollard, Cook, Mixon at running back, um, and then you got Herbert, Herbert Spears, and Spears as like up, yeah. upside guys maybe. Um, Diggs, Ayuk. Hollywood solid. downs that's solid. So yeah, I like the yeah. team. I think that, uh, um, you have a pretty good shot, um, in the playoffs. Yeah. So, and you know, you have Spears who, if, if something happens to, to Derrick Henry, they have, a. from what I can tell, I've seen a few folks post, they've got a pretty nice fantasy playoff schedule coming up where, yeah. you know, he could definitely be solid for you if you needed him for some reason, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only thing that I would say, if you could consolidate any of that running back depth into, you know, a stud somewhere, I know in redraft it can be hard to consolidate a little bit when people are making a push. Um, that would be the only thing that I would maybe be looking at is to try to consolidate uh, a couple of those guys into, you know, maybe. A, I mean, unfortunately, those are better. players that I don't think a lot of people want. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Pollard's just not. People are worried about him. Uh, Cook's kind of been hot and cold. Uh, Mixon's not sexy at all. So it's just, I think the running backs are just tough. You just got to kind of stick it out with them. I mean, I definitely try to make moves, but, uh, and I really like your wide receivers. Uh, Diggs is a little uh, nerve wracking at the moment, but he's still one of the best in the league. So um, I like those. So yeah, it's good. Where where do you sit right now in your, in your seating out of curiosity for playoffs? Are you a top three team? You feel pretty good about your odds of making the playoffs. And how many teams assume. in this league? I uh, guess that matters team. too. If it's yeah, an eight-team league, team. then it's not quite as sexy. No, it's a twelve-team uh, PPR. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So if you're if you're uh, six and six in a twelve-team, wow. Okay, but should make it. Man, yeah. you must have had some tough matchups in there. <laughs> but yeah, if you like Lamar and, and you think he can get you there better than Stroud can, uh, go for it but I don't, I don't fault you either way. So uh, love having you 
put some of those things in there, Dylan. So appreciate you listening and following along here. So if you got anything else, you feel free to hit us up on, on Twitter afterwards, or if you got anything else that comes up in here, by all means. Um, a couple of other guys that are coming back that we were starting to get into as well, Bill. Uh, you got Rogers <laughs> activated. Yeah. What was yeah. going on there? Well, it's just, the- they got to make a decision within the next three weeks now. So by that time, they're going to know if they're in the playoffs or not. And uh, I think that's just, A, it's part of staying in the news for him. And B, um, you know, it's, uh, I think they're just doing their due diligence. They're going to see if he is capable of playing this week and they'll have a, or this year. And um, they'll be able to make a pretty good educated decision uh, in week, what, 14 or 15. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, that, that's definitely an interesting one. Um, let's see. Anybody else that we're, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Devin Achan this week, right? I know he sat out an extra week after his, uh, you know, potential re-injury or other injury scare uh, on uh, on his return. So any any concerns there? Do you? I forget, you don't have a whole lot of him on your teams, do you? No, I have him, I think, in a couple leagues. Um, I did trade for him earlier in the season. Um can't recall what I gave up, but um, I just wanted, I only had him in one league. So I was like, yeah, I don't need to get him in one more at least. So yeah. um, I'm kind of, I don't think I paid ridiculously. So like, I'm okay with it, but like my expectations for him aren't that he's going to be the number, a top five running back. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be one of those guys that gets that 12 to 15 touches a game and you just got to hope he's, uh, he breaks one. Um, yep. and really like, I don't feel like he's that much more, um, or that much different than like Keaton Mitchell and you could get Keaton Mitchell for like, you know, way cheaper. So like, if you want somebody who's kind of like that, just, uh, try to make some offers. I think you might be able to get him for like a late second, um, ish. So yeah. you're going to, you're going to save yourself uh, a lot of value and he could, the only difference is that, you know, Mike McDaniel is the the play caller for Miami, you know, so you get that built in trust of a good offense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, Keaton Mitchell's looking interesting to me. So, yeah, you mentioned that I, I had a Noah actually asked me today um, for one of our dynasty leagues, kind of what I thought. So I, I said, you know, I, I'd love to get him for a couple of thirds if I can, maybe a late second if I feel like I'm a strong contender. Um, so it sounds like you're kind of in in the same kind of ballpark as far as value there, but uh, you feel like he's got the upside to help your team. Yeah. I mean, he, even in this last game, I mean, he looked pretty good. Like he was getting more touches and it's slowly ramping up and um, he's just more explosive and, you know, they just got to be able to use him at, when they know they don't need a uh, pass protection and because <laughs> um, he's so tiny, but I mean, He's one of those exciting backs where you just, you know, it's that scat back kind of thing, and you just give him the ball, and he's going to probably beat most uh, defenses to the corner. And Yeah. Um, yeah. it's he's, Those guys are fun to watch. It's just you can't get too forward in your skis, you know, because they're never going to be bell cows. Like, it's just not – it's just not feasible. And Yeah. A, the NFL doesn't really use bell cows too often anymore. I mean, we even see that everybody talking about Bijan being a bell cow and, you know, they're still giving him uh, breaks. So yep. he's, he's not the bell cow. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that these, these smaller guys, we just have to accept um, their limitations, but um, they could win you weeks just because they're so um, explosive. Yeah. So at cost at current cost or what you think is kind of the market value. So between Keaton Mitchell, uh, Devin Achan, and then uh, a guy like Kyron Williams, who are you most interested in going after uh, for, uh, for your I think, team? yeah, that's, I feel like Kyron Williams and Achan are very similarly valued. Um, like, so it's okay. Do you want the less explosive bell cow? kind of guy and it does seem like the Rams are in love with him like it feels like there's always been all this great news about him and then he got hurt and um last year 
And then he came in as the guy this year and was just getting fed, gets hurt, comes back, gets fed again. So like they obviously like him and uh, whatever it is, he matches up with their offense quite well. Um, HN, you know, averaging the second most points per game or whatever um, behind, uh, I believe, or they're both like very close to just behind McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, So I kind of feel like it's going to be a lot less hit or miss with Kyron Williams. Uh, You know, so I I think I prefer him just because he's more solidly built. Um, So between those two, I go probably go Kyron. Um, But yeah, I, I, Kyron's a guy I can put in my lineup every week and be, be happy and not have to worry about it. The other guys I do. Um, so order would be Kyron, Keaton, HN, just because of, you know, you get a poor man's HN with Keaton. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I think if between the two, I would prefer Kyron, if I can get enough of a discount on HN because of the re-injury concern, like what are you what are you having to add to either side? Like let's say you had to trade one for the other. Um, like, are you going HN in a second for Kyron? Uh, I I don't think you're going to find a, a gap that big between the two of them. I think you're going to have to try to. Uh, so the the leagues. So if I'm going back to like a safe leagues where there's pretty standard PPR. Um, I'm a little bit skewed because a couple of the leagues where I've got one or the other, there's some weird bonuses built in for like big plays and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah, so in that's those different. leagues, then HN definitely has a little bit more upside there and they're, they're definitely closer. But if I'm trying to look at um, like a Chiron for an HN in, in a safe leagues kind of a format, which is standard PPR and tight end premium, you know, I, I think it's got to be a preference. Um, I think you probably pay, I don't know, maybe you have to pay a second as a premium to feel like you've got the consistency of Kyron Williams when he's there. Um, I, I would hope not. If it's, if it's a second between the two, I'm going to hang on to HN and I'll take, I'll take the grand slam here or there versus, you know, feeling like I'm getting doubles every game. I'm um, looking up uh, dynasty daddy and the last trade between those with those two guys involved was three days ago. So okay. that w- would have been probably before the games. So we didn't get to see Kyron come back and yeah get all the touches. So it was Kyron in a second for HN. So I would yeah. think you're probably right. It's probably pretty close between, between the two now. Um, so all things being equally Kyron's yeah. the guy for you. Yeah, I think so. And some of it depends on what the rest of your running back room looks like, right? If you need to start two running backs and you've already got, you know, let's say you've got a guy like McCaffrey already. You know, great. I would pivot from Kyron to HN for the upside that if McCaffrey and HN hit, I could get 65, 75 points between the two of them in, you know, any given week. Um, But if I'm depending on another guy, you know, maybe you have, uh, maybe you have a guy like Keaton Mitchell is, you know, you have to start him based on where your running back room is and you've got HN as well. I could definitely see swapping HN out for Kyron to have the floor and the baseline of yeah. Kyron Williams and then let Keaton Mitchell kind of blow up, you know, to whatever his ceiling is periodically. So some of that comes down to what, what your running back room is, but I think those two are really close. So I, I don't think I would add more than a third to get one from the other if you have a strong preference to, to round out your, your team. Um, I'm looking up Keaton to HN now. Mm. Um, last one was four days ago. It was HN and Edwards for Keaton, a first and a second. So a first and Keaton for HN, basically. Yep. Um, that seems heavy to me. Yeah, probably is a little bit of an overpay for for HN, unless you're in you know one of these leagues where you get some of those bonuses or something. Uh, because we just haven't seen him come back. If he had come back and his first game was like Kyron's first game back from injury, then I think you probably could justify the premium a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely disconcerting at best to see him come back, get one carry, one catch, and then go out for the next 10 days. So hopefully this, I think this next game will be pretty telling. If he comes back and like you said, gets double-digit touches, produces pretty well, you can average eight to ten yards per touch, depending on what he gets for for carries and passes. Then, yeah, you know, I think I think you start to see him bounce back in some of that value again. But 
So I had a, a league where it's 2.0 for tight end premium, or it's a 2.0 tight end premium, mm-hmm. and somebody put Keaton Mitchell up for um, was was available, um, and I what did I offer him? Um, I offered him uh, some. Oh, he needed a tight end, so I offered him like Logan Thomas um, for Keaton Mitchell, and he came back and he wanted. Um, Hunter Henry, and I just felt like in a 2.0, like I wasn't sure if I should give him up or not. Um, so I asked for a third back, and then he he just declined no counter. Oh. So, um, so I was basically going to get a third and Keaton for Hunter Henry, um, but or that's what I asked for. But yeah, I just didn't know if I could do it straight up without the pick. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should have. That was before this the, this week's games, but yeah, uh, that's tough. I uh, in hindsight, yeah, I think I I would have probably if you'd asked me, I would have said I'd be fine with that. And some that's probably a recency bias too. Just watching Hunter Henry, his first few weeks seemed to be pretty solid for New England, but then the last few weeks have been, you know, he's had a couple goose eggs in there. So I think I would have been okay with that. Well, uh, you mentioned Logan Thomas. Um, you know, another name that comes to mind, like. You know, in a 2.0 tight end premium, I'd consider. Would you consider like a Tyler Conklin for him? Conklin for for Keaton Mitchell. Uh, I would move younger. Conklin for him. So Sorry. yeah, I would have no problem with that. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm just not real sure. Like, what? You know, there's. I think people are going to, are especially now, like, I mean, I don't think I could even get the Hunter Henry straight up for him now. Um, I guess I could ask, but yeah, it's worth asking. Um, I mean, what does your tight end room look like? Is it, is it like most of your other leagues where he's like your fourth or fifth tight end? Um, so I have Logan Thomas, I have Hunter Henry. Um, and then it's like, uh, it's just junk. Gotcha. So these are your two, two best scoring guys. Yeah. Like, Col- uh, Colby Parkinson, Ogletree, mm. Tremble. Yeah, because yeah, I have tough. Mark Andrews, Musgrave, and they're both on IR. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I'm in the uh, I'm in the playoffs in this league, so it's like... Yeah, it's tough to give those up for yeah. the next few weeks. I mean, fortunately in that league, uh, I have Moss, so he... Uh, I just fell into that, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so, a nice surprise. So I guess I don't really need Keaton as much as I had um, before, you know, before right. this week. So, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I guess it all worked out, um, but yeah, I think I, I think in a, a vacuum, I'd much prefer Keaton Mitchell over Hunter Henry. But like with the two point I mean, it just those points add up, and in, in leagues like that, um, if it was like one point five, I think I'd do it straight up. But yeah. Um, also, I'm in a league where uh, a 12. It's in Trade Addicts three, um, and my team's pretty solid. Um, but my running backs are like uh, Brian Robinson, uh, Montgomery, um, eh, I don't know. But I was offered Camara for my 25 first. Um, and I mean, I look at like certain calculators and it looks reasonable. And then I, um, and I look at like, um, trade calculate or not trade calculators, but just trade histories. And it looks pretty reasonable. And then at the end of the day, and, and I expect it to be a late 25 first cause of the way my team's built and it's still very young. Sure. Um, but I just can't pull the trigger on it. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. Is that something that you would – let me give you my other running backs. Uh, so Montgomery, Brian Robinson, um, I have Aaron Jones, Singletary, Jalen Warren. Um, and I usually start like three of them. So – and Madison. So I have like six guys I can start, but – I mean, really, Brian Robinson and Montgomery are the two I always start. And then Jalen Warren is typically my third when Aaron Jones is hurt. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, but if you look at points per game, I mean, Kamara's substantially, that's like a huge upgrade, like compared to like Jalen Warren. He's like nine more points per game. Um, yeah, that's that's tough because I mean, yeah, with even with the three game suspension, even in total points for the season, he's a top ten guy right now in PPR. Yeah, he averages like twenty points a game, basically. So um, Jalen uh, Warren is... averages like eleven. So like, if I put him in there, like that's adding nine points to my lineup, which is yeah. a, a lot in a start ten. Um, yeah, and this is the league where you're chasing one other team, right? Like you said, there's one other team that's just kind of. Well, it was. Now I'm kind of that team. I'm the top scorer in the league. Uh, Russ Russ actually has – him and I are – he's in first place. I'm in third because I lost three games in a row. Um, Yeah. Justin Jefferson's coming back for me. Yeah. Chase, uh, Amon Ra. um, So I have three of, like, the top eight. Yeah. Yeah, wide receivers. Yeah. and then Allen and Herbert and Goff, you know, Kelsey. So, yeah. like, my team's good. It's just uh, running back is probably the least exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, you're basically renting him for this year, and then if you happen to get, you know, I don't know. What do you think is the worst case for him next year? Like, uh, a low-end RB2 based on PPR? I mean, I think so. Like, I mean, obviously, Kendra Miller didn't pop as much as we thought no. he would. I mean, Jamal Williams looks like he got yeah, really old really quick. I mean, yeah. that just shows you how good the Detroit offensive line is. Um, I don't know what, but um, I mean, he's re- the really o- the only option at this point. Um, yeah, and Derek Carr loves to check down. And it looks like he. Um, you know, he's always shown his workout videos kind of like Eckler. And, like, mm-hmm. so, you know, he does stuff to keep in shape and keep his balance yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't – but I, I feel like it's a rental. Like, I don't have – I feel like he's just a guy – he's Aaron Jones next year. Yeah, he could be. I mean, I think that's the worst case is I think he's Aaron Jones. Yeah. I think that's his that's his absolute worst outside of, you know, massive injury. I think if he plays – he And I think he has contracts Jones. up after this – um, yeah, I mean, it's e- always easier to spend other people's money, right? Um, yeah, well, sometimes that's why you ask, though. You know what I mean? Because so fear of yeah, change I mean, for everybody. If you're thinking, it, you know, the likelihood is that it's a, a late 25 first. The other thing that I have to continue to remind myself to is I can always get that 25 first back, especially with the team that you've got. If there's somebody that, you know, if you think early on and you're, you know, you're, you're in this pretty deep and you're pretty sharp about things, like if you decide in July that you want that 25 first back and people are just trying to fill out their rosters, you know, a lot of folks still, as much as they listen to our content, as much as they read and they follow stuff come July and August, people are still trying to fill out a pretty roster, right? And they're willing to maybe move some of those picks prematurely when they think their team is better than it really will be before they even see a meaningful down of football plate next season. So um, with the way you move stuff around, I think, you know, if it's wanting to get the pick back, I think you could definitely do that, um, you know, pretty easily with how you trade. So I, I wouldn't be afraid of it, especially if you think that gives you, you know, the oomph to put you over the top and give you, you know, the, the, the best chance to go all the way this year, unless you think your team is poised for that the way it is. If you don't think it makes a meaningful difference, then I'd hang on to the pick, but if that gives you kind of that security blanket or an extra layer of um, confidence going into the playoffs, I don't know that you bank on another, was it 2021 Christmas game of Kamara, but you know, you can hope. Yeah. I mean, here's kind of my thought process is like, so Russ and I are, we've each scored like 2010 to 2025 points. Like on 2025, he's 2010. Then the next highest is, 1896 okay so you've got a whole nother week under your belt yeah so we're like 100 points over the next team more than 100 points and um so i feel like i have a pretty good shot of winning again so that's basically 10 points um more than any other team per week so it's a 10 percent boost yeah i mean that's just based on what my team is right now um so russ and i are basically even so if we end up seeing each other, it would be in the uh, finals. And at that point, are you, this is where I kind of 
this is where I struggle because one week is like, you know, it's just a, a crap shoot. Like yep. one guy has a bad week and I mean, you're, you're down 20 points or one guy yep. has a good week and you're up 15 points compared to your league average. And so it's like, you know, like how much are you going all in on something for one week? And there's just so much variance that you just, anything could happen anyway. Yeah. I mean, I know you're, you're giving yourself a little bit more room in that regard, but like, yeah. Um, when you break it and down, you're right. Way. I can always like, because immediately when that game's over or the game's over or my season's over, that Camara is worth, not worth a first. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a second round pick at that point. Um, yeah. So if you think you've got a good chance based on the margin and the weekly averages to get to the final, the beauty of trade actions is there's no trade deadline, right? Right. So, so I guess that's something I can, I can do during the playoffs. And if somebody gets yeah. hurt, I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to give up a 25 first and second to get him to feel like you have a shot to beat Russ that week. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's the way to go. I did decline it. Like, but yeah. like I told him I feel better moving players as opposed to the picks. So, but I haven't heard anything back. So I know it's there unless he trades Camaro to Russ. (laughs) (laughs) In which case, you know, yeah. Then you go shopping elsewhere. But, um, but again, that means that Russ is giving something else for down the road too. So yeah, that's a beauty. He's got Kyron McCaffrey, uh, Josh Jacobs. So I don't see him. Yeah. So he's, he's probably not in the market unless he truly wants to play that kind of keep away or something. Yeah, exactly. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, talking that out with me. Uh, yeah. No, no, I, I love that, that element of the, uh, you know, I know a lot of people get kind of up in arms over, well, you should have a trade deadline. The NFL has a trade deadline or you can get all these lopsided trades, but that's the beauty of dynasty is you're always building your roster and everything costs something. So I, I love that you have that option to a week or two from now, if you feel like you need to great, you know, make the offer. And, and I hope that that other team, I hope they twist your arm, right? Because that's what the rest of the league is hoping. And, you know, you play the market because if, if you really want to win that bad, then you're going to give up what it takes. So um, we're going to take one more listener question here, and then I, I got to bounce uh, and we'll wrap up. But uh, speaking of Devin Achan, I don't know if uh, Dynamic Jarvis was listening early, earlier or this just kind of came out of the blue here, but any hesitation starting Achan this week? Thoughts for you, Bill? Yeah. I mean, I'm hesitant, uh, but if he's – if they play him, I got to feel like they're comfortable because they don't want to risk yeah. him getting hurt, um, you know, for the playoffs. So um, I think I'm probably a little hesitant just because, but it all depends on your running back room too. Um, but I, I guess logically, if, if they're if they're playing them, I'm playing them. Yeah, playing against Washington, I'm okay with that. I think they they go after him. Um, so yeah, I if he's active, I'm playing him. Uh, I don't know if you have a roster in which you can sit him, then good for you. Yeah, and that that's a whole different thing. Um, like I'm not gonna like start AJ Dillon over him, you know, or something like that. Like I need yeah. Mixon, Mixon, and I can't remember who they're playing, but um, yeah, I would probably start AJ. <laughs> You know, yeah, I like mixing. I, I, um, I like mixing as a uh, a floor play. Um, but yeah, they are they're playing ja- at Jacksonville. Cincinnati okay, is. So that's not a bad matchup. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I, I uh, probably go Achan. I would. So again, unless you're like you said, unless you just need that floor play, and I want to see if I can get eight to ten points, then mixing's your guy. Because yeah, it, it is it is possible that Achan has four or five touches and sits again. I don't think that's very possible based on the rest that they're giving him, especially if they consider him active. But, uh, but yeah, I think it would be a pretty small set of scenarios where I would sit A-Chan over Mixon this week. Or, I, yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, well, thanks for, uh, you know, doing this here earlier again. Um, it's fun to have a couple folks jump in here. Uh, Dylan, Dylan earlier and Dynamic Jarvis here at the end. Uh, yeah, good to hear kind of where you are. I, I was really I was really hoping I'd pull out that win in Superflex Army 2 this week and kicking myself for not not putting Kyron Williams back in. But uh, maybe maybe you and I will get a chance to meet up in the playoffs somewhere. Um, we'll see what happens if that if that does come to be. But um, otherwise, uh, great to hang out again, Bill. 
hopefully uh, the the next few weeks here leading into holidays are, are good for you. And we'll keep you updated as things are happening on our end here. But uh, for those of you that are listening, again, just like Dylan did earlier, we appreciate any kind of a, a like and subscribe. That just is cool for us to see and certainly want to make sure that we make a space for anyone else that wants to throw questions at us or wants to hang out. Uh, but thanks for spending the last hour plus with us. And we will plan to see you next week on the same day, maybe a similar time. Uh, but I think for this week, we are out of here. Late. Late.